Gambar coba. Uh. Oh my god. Again. Gambar coba. Yes, that was really good. Gambar coba. Well, thank you for having me and that was really nice to hear. <laughs> Can you can you tell us uh, how how do you pronounce Georgia in Georgian? Yeah, uh, it's pronounced Sakartvelo. It's a hard one. And do you have such hard names for every country? Uh, well, it is different. Some some of the countries are uh, different from English language or any other Latin languages uh, or Slavic, obviously. Um, but it's still under some logic, like it's still close to some like original ones. But like Georgia and Sakakalo is completely different, as you'll see. But yeah, we do have some weird ones, yeah. <laughs> uh, and how? What does Georgia mean in in Georgian? The actually like the land, uh, the people who are living uh, since ever were Kartvelians. And the uh, Sakartvelo is just the land of the Kartvelians. Kartvelians are the oh. first people like who who has ever lived in Georgia. So, yes. And are you proud of these people? Like, do you feel pride when you talk about these people which I cannot pronounce? Uh, <laughs> well, it's important to mention that like every Georgian uh, has a pride. Well, when it comes to history, yes, totally. That like we are super proud that we are such an old country with a long history and so on and so on. But not particularly when you say Sakakvelo because it comes very naturally. We don't even realize that what what's behind all this world, but all this work. But obviously, history is a huge thing that we are proud of. When I did my research, I watched a video and oh my god, like what happened there? <laughs> it was so many things. Like in in one thousand years, it was like lots of wars, <laughs> lots of wars. Yes, yeah. totally. But you managed really well to navigate, and you were still like existing between the Persian Empire, the Byzantine Empire, the Ottoman Empire, like and the Mongols. Yes, like. Good job. Very small, strong, and flexible. Yeah. Yeah, really cool. And I heard about that woman that was uh, queen of Georgia, and Georgia was like really enormous. Yeah, Queen Tamari. That's true. Yes, she 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 is an ultimate queen, and now she's a saint uh, of Georgia. Yes. So cool. Also, the woman we are really proud of, obviously, and the golden years of Georgia, basically, one of them. Yeah, so cool. Okay. Yeah. Really, really strong woman. Not many, not many women in the world, I think, can. We can say this about many women, and especially in the past, in such a distant past. Yes, that is true. That is kind of the genesis uh, of the feminist from Georgian side, we could say. <laughs> Not really, but hey, <laughs> we can call it that way. Last time when we met, we talked about the techno scene in Georgia, which is enormous. Mm -hmm. And I've read some stuff about it, but can you tell us more? Yes. Um, well, it is a huge thing um, uh, in Georgia, and I think it started from 2000. Uh, 15, 16, could be even earlier, I don't know. 
but then actively joined like after 2017 so it is a huge thing it is a uh, what we call is a political dance because um, uh, people who are very much involved in techno scene in Georgia and people who are actually leading the techno scenes uh, and owning the clubs in Georgia are very also very political um, and it's it has always been since the beginning very political um, against government and against the rules which is against human rights so um, and uh, I think the only thing is that like uh, we, we all know that when you're talking about techno scene it's uh, first comes Berlin uh, like Germany Switzerland these are the countries like 1990s technos where where like everything was so fresh so like georgia is going through with this now so like this is like 90s of berlin in georgia and um they are trying to we are trying to uh dance because one of the uh most famous phrases like we dance because uh we don't know what's gonna be tomorrow we dance like there is no tomorrow because um, yeah, some things are not really good politically in Georgia. I would say that, and um, when you have to express yourself somewhere, um, it's gotta be the place you are most accepted, and that 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 happened to be the techno scene in Georgia, where everyone was welcomed in the safe one huge space. So it became a thing, and it is still a thing, obviously. Well, no, not a COVID because of COVID, but I hope that it's still gonna be someday. And how do you feel? Uh, how do you feel about this movement? Do you identify yourself with it? Yes, uh, I do. I totally uh, do because um, the values um, and the uh, interest they have obviously is really close to me and this is the generation uh, that represents me. Um, these are the people that have been through all this that I have been to. So like this is kind of the voice of, the, of my age for people from my age who are willing to uh, break the borders and who are willing to just prove themselves and who are willing to have make space for other people and make country more acceptable so i totally identify yes not maybe 100 percent. there are some things you cannot identify yourself with 100 percent with things but yes if i had to answer yes or no i do yes that's so cool so it's a it's a drag totally. change it's called uh white noise movement what we call in Georgia, because um, this we are making a noise. It is a huge deal. We are loud about things, but it is white. It's not black. It is not red. It's not bloody or dark. It is just white, and white comes in a piece. So, like, we are coming from peace, obviously. Yeah. But can you see some change happening? Uh, yes. Uh, I do see, like... The most important change that I saw ever with the techno scene was, uh, you know, that this is the, uh, we are, when we are talking about Georgia, this is a post-Soviet country and this, it has to be, um, to, this has to do a lot. 
with um, church as well, country with uh, lots of religious people, country with like uh, values that come from post-Soviet and the dark times after post-Soviet, like early, uh, like late 90s and early 2000s. And these are the people who grew up in like, uh, I don't know, in the in violence basically. And it was really in uh, hunger sometimes. And uh, obviously it, uh, it affects um, the way people behaved and how uh, violent or aggressive people were. And um, on the other hand, we have these people who are really aggressive and very conservative and not acceptance to, to new things. And on the other side, we have the people who are, who are like open for new things, like queer people, like people who are extremely left and liberals. And, and you see on the club scene that those two people dancing together next to each other and they are not fighting whether they are just dancing and they, they just close their eyes and they exist in the same place so that was that is the most obvious change i ever seen after techno scene because we would never imagine like somebody expressing themselves like people uh like transgenders or uh queer people generally like expressing themselves fully next to the people who are and who has been this conservative since ever and who grew up in this environment so that that is already a change yes so we could say that the techno scene in georgia is the common ground of georgia totally but it no, and it, and it unites the people so much like i, I was not expecting that uh, yes because when you dance, you you are yourself. Like you just write the music, and you can yes. be really yourself. Yes, so I cool. I find it really fascinating, and I I could not imagine either that there should would be something that will unite two very different people, and just like to peacefully live together. Maybe not after that techno scene, but still, and while they're dancing and having having wild nights while expressing themselves with the dance, it's still peaceful. So cool. So what are, can you, can you suggest us three, three clubs? Yes. Uh, so first one, it got to be uh, Bastiani. Um, and uh, the, that is named after the war in Georgia, where we are, what the war we won. Uh, and second one, uh, is um, Kvagze, which is also in Tbilisi at the river. Kvagze is a river and this club is directly on the river. So Kvagze basically is on the river, on this river. And um, the third one, it got to be in the west of Georgia, not in capital in Kutaisi. It's called uh, Reflector. Yes. So those three clubs and there, there are a couple more, but th those could be my highlights. Yeah. You got to go there if you are ever in Georgia. And if you want to, like on Bassiani, um, it's a, a policy that like they try to make a safe space for everyone, obviously. And um, they have the queer nights uh, as well. And uh, you can get a verification on online website. So you make sure that you get the ticket and you go, go 
people in the club. So the face control is quite a thing too, because it takes wow. a lot to make sure that the space is safe for everyone. But when you said that uh, you dance there, that there is no tomorrow, like why why do you say this? Like is it just as an expression, just because like you give everything of yourself and you just live in the moment, or actually in fear of something? Yes, uh, because uh, the outside world is much scarier, well, I think, than in the club. And uh, whenever you go there, you just give all your things like that. And um, you don't know. Yeah, you don't know what's going to be tomorrow. You don't know who's going to that in 2018 they attack also the main club, Passiani, the police also. And... Um, uh it was a pretty hard thing and after this there was there was a demonstration and they claimed because it was of that people who were selling drugs but they couldn't find anyone or anything so far so um after that it came um to the topic that like you dance like there is no tomorrow because you don't know when when it's gonna when police is gonna come in and uh, tell you to stop dancing while you are in the middle of the night, I don't know, 4 a.m., and you just dance in the dark, and you know that it's a safe place, but it cannot be any more. But it's also an act of bravery at some, some point. Oh, this is so deep. Yeah, <laughs> this is very deep. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, uh, I am very proud of the people who are uh currently in georgia or who has been there in georgia and back then when it happened also i was not there in 2018 i was in poland and when i saw it like i, ju I was just reading and like 24 7 watching all the videos and lives that i could find what was going on but it is it is great because um yeah uh, like people are selfish you know i am selfish and i care about my well-being and to stay there and to um, the protest and demonstrate against the um, things that should not be happening and just uh, not wasting, but sometimes it's a waste, sometimes it's not, sometimes it gives a result. But the years or I don't know, many, many years or months or days or things that, that could have been much better for yourself personally so it is great to be there and to try to change the reality it's okay i wanted to see that at every podcast we had until now we got into some subjects which we didn't know so well about and each time we have this feeling like wow and we just sit back and think and like, we don't want to say anything more because yeah what else can you say after you find out things like this. Yeah, because we uh, personally, I didn't imagine that something like this can happen and that actually the the, the, the discord, the techno place can be really a driver of change and a real driver of change. So police even comes so they can oppress the people who are there. So it's really, it's, it's having an effect mm -hmm. on the, the people. And it's not just, you know, like, background noise or something so it's really fascinating Dili has prepared the list with questions and on our list uh, on the top it says 
uh, Georgia the best kept secret of Europe. And it's true because I don't know how many people, like, of course you heard of Georgia, but how many people actually know what is Georgia or where is Georgia? Like, I don't know. I haven't heard so much about it until I met you. And not even now I cannot tell that I know things about it. And our question would be, what do you think when you when you think of, when you hear Georgia or when you think about Georgia? What comes to your mind? Well, personally, me, I got to say it's always about the people I know about the Georgia. It's calm. So, but like when when somebody else asks me about the Georgia, then my mind directly goes to the people like who, like foreigners who have been in Georgia and telling me all these great things they have been experienced because. Um, First, it's different that you being in Georgia and you grew up in Georgia and you've been there forever. But like, then what I have seen or heard from the people, I would tell you that like, um, now when somebody tells me why I should go to Georgia, I'm telling like why Georgia that it's it is good great food that everyone says it is a great wine and people say that wine is cheaper than water. I don't know. <laughs> So um, it is apparently, um, uh, and uh, I think the highlight got to be people in Georgia because we are um, really loving the guests. So like we really do love guests. We really love people who come far and people who are interesting. We we are really open to open our doors and invite you. Uh, and to stay there forever, I don't know, and make you eat all the food we cook. And even though if you are just uh, full of this food and you don't want to eat, but just like we made you eat because we want you to eat and be happy. So I think that that is that that must be the highlight because like genuine genuine honesty of honesty and hospitality that people are showing. Uh, to foreigners it got to be it's like and i'm talking about like not like touristic side of the georgia you know like the, now it's improving and i think it, it is losing the charm of georgia like when it's like super touristy and like services and stuff but like mostly it's all about like simple people who just want you to make you feel like you are home and um in georgia well i said already that we are really religious people and since I've been born and I have heard forever that like the guest is from the God so everyone says that so like um, and we all know in the religious countries how important is God obviously so like and anyone coming from the God is as important as the religion as, and as the values of the country so yeah it, it must be it the people and the hospitality I got to say and good wine and good food and cheap prices. <laughs> oh, now I want to come. I want to go to That's Georgia. what everyone says after I tell them about Georgia. <laughs> I think it's a, good, it's a good time for the wine question. He just prepared the ground. He just shot it. Actually, when I, were, I was researching, <laughs> I will tell this again. Uh, that the Georgia is actually the birthplace of wine. And it's, it was created like more than... 8,000 years ago. It was, this was so, so fascinating. So just France and Italy can go <laughs> aside <laughs> and make space to Georgia, please. <laughs> we did it first. 
Maybe at first. <laughs> and this is another thing which they haven't heard about. Like, never mm. heard about Georgian wine. Do you have, like, is it a thing for you in your country? It is a huge, huge, huge thing. The wine is, um, I don't know, as I said, it, wine is everywhere. Wine is cheaper than water. People drink wine like water in Georgia. Wine is in every family you go to Georgia. There is no family and you cannot find Like, it, it's got, it got to be weird if you go to the family and there is no wine. That's like, I don't know. It's like going to the German family and not finding a beer, which is like, you, you don't find it. So, like, it's it's same and even more. So, like, and as I was a kid, we were even um, uh, making wine. Uh, my family was making wine. And in my village, I grew up in the village, and everyone used to make their own wine. So it's not about just, like, huge thing that the country is wine making, just, like, people also, like, make it by, like, themselves like they're doing it for themselves not only just selling because it's such a culture and it's such a tradition that it, it got to be there yeah so cool that's really nice oh when you said childhood can you can you tell us a memory of your childhood something that comes up to your mind oh yes <laughs> well actually funny thing is like it's uh 12th of april it, it's my grandma's birthday and uh I wrote her letter and uh, in my letter I said something like that. Like if I was seven years old, I would uh, um, go to I would go to the field full of flowers, uh, which was I don't know 500 meters, um, and I would take the flowers for you and write with the violet uh, pencil the happy birthday card and put the flowers next to your bedroom, and um, with my horrible handwriting back then um, <laughs> <laughs> and we would be excited to you to wake up and tell me how beautiful it is and how thankful she is that I got her this flower so that might be it because that, that was every time me being so excited for that like that field and run is when in the fields when especially I was pretty afraid of the bugs in the field but I would just run with this excitement to see these flowers and to get them for my grandma and wish her happy birthday so that 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 came to my mind right now because I just wrote them with a letter about it later so yes that must be it.